Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good afternoon or good evening, depending on where you are in Blog Talk Radio Land. And we welcome to our Wednesday call, where every Wednesday we speak about the state of health in the world today. And Dr. Fred Valdez, gives us an overview of what that looks like in his world also. And he does research on the topics that we're working on, mainly about essential oils, but we drift off into other topics too and have done so for the last several years. And we'd like to thank him for his research time and you to our audience for listening and continuing to support this show. And today the show is going to be really interesting. It's about summertime. I mean, it's a topic right now that is in the news, and that is skin cancer in summertime, cover up, make sure you've got your oils on you, make sure that you're getting so much sun but not too much in your children, etc. And he's also going to talk about how some of the essential oils from Zija International, the Mayo Division, can benefit. So if you're not familiar with Dr. Valdez, He presently teaches part-time at a medical school that's close to Miami, Florida, and his background is emergency medicine. And he spent many years studying complementary medicine. Within his team are doctors, chiropractors, therapists, alternative health care practitioners, and professional athletes. So on that note, I'll turn the call over to you, Dr. Fred Valdez. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Denise. This is a great topic today because like you said, you know, we're in the middle of summer, and, and I know, I don't know about Alberta, where you live, but here in South Florida, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a beach town, it's beach weather, uh, and uh, we have a lot of tourists here that go to the beach, and, you know, we were joking a few days back, uh, discussing the, show, the topic for the show, was, you know, I told you how Canadians, uh, very fair-skinned Canadians come down here, and maybe they have a week vacation or so, and they want to get it all in one day or two or three all the sun. And that's really one of the worst things you can do. Uh, so, you know, the topic of skin cancer is something that that affects everyone. And I just wanted to give a little background on, on skin cancer. Uh, uh, folks, uh, you know, let's just give you some numbers here to, to put the whole thing into perspective. Uh, you know, prostate cancer, this is 2015, prostate cancer, 220,000 cases. Uh, breast cancer, and this is the United States, uh, 234,000 lung cancer. 221,000 uh, colorectal cancer, which is a brutal cancer, by the way, 132,000, but skin cancer had 3,500,000, and that is a non-melanoma a skin cancer. Uh, those figures are, are really, really scary, and, and you know, all the, the studies and research shows that uh, skin cancer has been on the rise. Uh, on the last two or three decades. You, you know, we can't say the thing about breast cancer and all that, but, but skin cancer is on the rise. Uh, so, and, and you know, basically, the, there's three types of skin cancer. Just just want to give a, a brief overview here. You know, the, the, the basal cell carcinomas is the most common skin cancer. Uh, however, the good news on that is that usually it occurs in places that you can see 
uh, you, you know, uh, your nose, uh, your lip, and so on, your face, uh, your cheek, and, and of course, when you see something that doesn't belong there, or something that looks suspicious on the skin, uh, we go to the doctor, or most people hopefully do, and, and it gets treated, and if it gets caught early, like everything else, you know, uh, getting uh, diagnosed uh, at an early stage really, really makes a world of difference. Uh, then the other cancer is, is called squamous cell carcinoma, and that happens in mucosal tissue, you know, the lips and so on. It affects areas that you usually see. But, again, it's usually caught early, uh, and uh, if it's treated and caught early, it has a very, very good, uh, uh, you know, result as, as far as uh, not getting metastasized and so on. But the bad boy of them all is the melanoma. And one of the problems with melanoma is that uh, it's, it can be fatal. Uh, now, melanoma, uh, let me just read you some numbers here with melanoma for 2015, folks. In 2015 in the States, there were 76,380 cases of melanoma. Uh, it affects mostly men, like most diseases. Uh, 46,870 were men and 29,510 were women. Uh, out of that group, uh, here's a drum roll figure. It's a sad figure. 10,130 people died from melanoma. Now, melanoma, one of the problems is early diagnosis. Uh, sometimes you, the melanoma happens in your back or in the back of the thigh, in the back of the leg, so it's non-visible uh, on daily inspection when you look into the mirror. Uh, and also, it, it can be asymptomatic. It may not have any symptoms for a while until it's too late. And then when the cancer metastasizes, it, it's real bad. It usually metastasizes, you know, to the nearest area. Uh, in many cases, it's just not, your back could be the bone, the spinal column, and so, on, and so on. So that is one of the bad boys of melanoma. And, you know, just for educative purposes, I like to just give a little overview of melanoma. Uh, and we... we we look at the, what's called the ABCD of melanoma. Uh, and and uh, for anyone that's listening, you know, it's something you should look at. Uh, of course, anything that looks suspicious, and I want to say that right up front, you should have it checked. So go to your dermatologist, go to your primary physician, and have it checked. Anything that looks suspicious. But a melanoma, that's this a guide that we use. It's called ABCD. And A stands for asymmetry. So, you know, it's a, it's a mark. It doesn't have symmetrical ends, you know. It, if it's not a perfect round, uh, then that's very, that's very suspicious. Uh, the D is uh, the borders. You know, the borders of the, of the tumor are not even, of the spot are not even, okay? Uh, and then the C is for color. Many times melanomas will not have the same color. There's going to be one area that's more red uh, with another area that's a little bit darker. So, you know, color. Uh, and, and D is the diameter. You know, they're usually big. Melanomas are big. Okay, uh, so those are something that you need to consider as far as you know skin cancer, the ABCDs, and, and and treatment. Now you know if you're in the beach in the sun, you know here are some of the things that that will make you more. You know you need to be more aware if you fit in one of these categories. If you have natural blonde or red hair, you know many times when I wonder, you know how many blondes are natural. Uh, but that's what they say. You know if you're a natural blonde or natural red hair you're more prone to all skin cancers. If you have freckles, if you have freckles, uh, you definitely are more prone to skin cancers. Uh, if you spend a lot of time outdoors, obviously, uh, to the sun, uh, you're more prone to skin cancer. Uh, if you have a history uh, of skin cancer before, okay, and that's a biggie right there. Uh, 
if you live and travel in hot climates, or if you live in high altitude, you know, there was a study showing that people who live in Denver, for example, have a higher incidence of skin cancer, even though it's on a beach town. But Denver, you, you get a lot more exposure to UV rays and sun because Denver, of course, we call it the, the mile-high city for a reason because it's a mile above sea level. Uh, if you take that, there are some medications that make you more sensitive to light. For example, millions of people take aspirin uh, as prevention for, for heart problems, right? The baby aspirin, those, well, you know, aspirin thins your blood out, and that's exactly what it's supposed to do as far as your heart issue, but by doing that, it makes you more sensitive to, to sunlight. If you've had a lot of sunburns and you burn before tanning, in other words, you could burn very fast, yeah, you, you should be aware that uh, that's a high risk. And if you have a condition that lowers your immune system, if you have other diseases like, you know, uh, uh, even diabetes, if, if you have hepatitis or something like that, absolutely, you, you have, you're more prone to have uh, skin cancers if you're exposed to the sun. Uh, some of the history of cancer, obviously. And, uh, you know, if you have a lot of moles uh, or large, irregular uh, shape uh, uh, areas on the skin, uh, uh, freckles on the skin, you should be a lot more aware. So, you know, skin cancer is something that affects, like I said, a large, large, large number of people. Now, you know, what other things you can do? You know, of course, we think of the sun uh, factor uh, creams that we have. Uh, and, you know, over the years, uh, you know, as an issue probably know from my previous stories, that I'm, I'm actually a beach bum, so to speak. I grew up on the beach down here, you know, an old surfer, going to surfing in South Beach here in Miami. And the, so, you know, I was hanging around the beach pretty much all the time. And over the years, uh, way back in my years in high school, I remember there was one suntan oil. There was no protection. Uh, it was it was copper tone. And it was just an oil that helped you tan faster. But I think that evolved over the years as, as we, you know, get educated and study more and more and we learn about more about cancers and all that, that now they have some protection factor creams and so on. Uh, but recent studies have shown, because, you know, I, I saw them go up to some protection factor 5, and, ooh, that was a great discovery many years ago. And then they increased it to 10 and then 15 and 20 and so on. I've seen it up to 65. Uh, well, studies have shown that, Anything past 30 is actually useless. The highest you should go uh, as far as the sun protection uh, sunscreen is uh, sunscreen factor 30. And, of course, always look at the expiration date because that's one product that when it, when it expires, it will not do you any good. Uh, and, and also it should be used uh, to cover the arms, legs, neck, neck and face and so on. Uh, don't forget your ears. You know, anything that, that sticks out, you know, your ears, your hands, your feet, on the arms, and so on. Uh, and then more often, if you're in and out of the water, uh, because when you go in the water, a lot of the screens, you know, they get dissolved in, in the salt water. So you come back out and you lost a lot of protection. So some factor 30-something, and that is, by the way, recommended by the American Cancer Society. Uh, so uh, all that said, as far as the background on, on, on sunscreens, what else can we do? You know, what else can we do to prevention? Well, you know, all the things are absolutely wise. And, you know, in this day and age, I'm, I'm careful when I go out to the sun, when I go to the pool, when I go to the beach, I ride my bike. Uh, I used to ride it without a shirt. Uh, but, you know, now I put a T-shirt on uh, for protection and so on because, you know, it's a long-term exposure to the sun. And, and it, as you know, Benicia, it does get hot, and the sun is very bright uh, in, in South Florida. Now, there's a lot of research 
uh, with essential oils. And, and as you said, Denise, we have been doing this show uh, very, very, very often uh, on essential oils, uh, with some exceptions. We, we talked about nutrition and so on. But, but and there's a reason for that, and the reason is that, uh, that the paradigm has totally been, been broken and changed on essential oils. Uh, essential oils have been used for thousands of years, but in the last 10 or 15 years, there's a lot of studies that uh, were done that actually give us a lot of evidence-based knowledge on the benefits of essential oils in a lot of different health situations. Uh, so that totally changed the paradigm. And I always say this and every time we talk about oils, and this is a business end, but it just gives you an idea of where essential oils are today. Uh, a market research firm recently uh, published a, a paper saying that the essential oil industry worldwide is projected to reach I think it's 62, I forget the exact number, 62.4 billion, with a B, dollars in sales by the year 2019. Uh, what that tells you is that, you know, many, many, many companies are rushing to, to get in the bandwagon here because they know the market and they know where the market is going to go with essential oils. So there's no question that essential oils are not only here to stay, but they are going to grow tremendously in the next few years. And then, of course, a question that follows, and I'm going to mention something that uh, on this show today that, uh, you know, it's a fact. It's, it's a published fact. Uh, when I say you need to be careful what essential oil you use because it may not, perhaps may not do you harm, but it may not be what, what it says it is. Uh, and currently, one of the major companies, and this just came out, by the way, one of the major companies, and I won't say the name because we're not in the business of uh, you know, demonizing other companies, but this is a fact, and you can look it up. One of the major oldest oil companies around, been around for a long, 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 long time. They have a lot of market exposure. Uh, it's uh, currently being investigated by the FDA and the FTC because all they have, for the most part, is perfume quantity oils. I, you know, I've said that many times, that just because it smells good, uh, it doesn't mean that it does what it's supposed to do. Uh, by the way, this company is the number one vendor in the world of essential oils, okay? And turns out that they are not therapeutic-grade essential oils, okay? They're kind of a perfume-grade essential oils. Uh, so uh, be aware of what you use as far as essential oil. Now, when, when the male division was created uh, of essential oils, from a company that uh, we call CJ International, I was very excited. I had already been a part of CJ for uh, two or three years, uh, and, and, and that was based uh, on a lot of the research I did on Moringa Oleifera. And, and it's important, even though we're talking about oil, to, to take one minute or two and give the background on this company, folks. Uh, this company was created by a, a man who's an icon in the wellness industry, a man who has a huge amount of experience, had taken two wellness companies to the billion-dollar level in sales. Uh, only about 20-some companies have reached that level out of thousands in, in the last 20 or 30 years. Uh, he has all the companies who retired, and he saw a documentary on the Discovery Channel on Moringa Oleifera, a tree, a botanical. Uh, and when he saw the health benefits of, of that documentary, he decided to uh, sort of get back in the game, and he created Siege International. And that's important to know 
when we're talking about oils because what that tells you is who's behind the company. It's a man who's, you know, considered an icon. Consider, he, as a matter of fact, he's called the father of encapsulated herbal supplements. He's a man who actually, uh, the first the person who started encapsulating herbal supplements. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're talking uh, the who's who in wellness. And he's the, so he's not going to do anything that's not top-rate first class. And he did the same thing when they opened the male division of essential oils. So let's let's uh, talk real quick about what oils are great for uh, you, you know for skin cancers. And and again, folks, and this is a great time here. We, we always do this. We always comply. Uh, FTC requires us to do this. Uh, that none of the products we talk about here are meant to treat, diagnose, mitigate, prevent any diseases, but. Folks, all that said, there's a huge amount of evidence, and it's growing very fast on the health benefits of essential oils. And one of those areas is skin cancer. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, in, in researching and prepping for the show, I saw a study that was just published three weeks ago, not three years, not four years ago, three weeks ago, okay, last June, uh, four weeks ago uh, in June, uh, on, on this oil and skin cancer. Uh, and that oil is frankincense. Now, you know, I think we've done a few shows on frankincense and all the benefits that it produces in other areas. But this is fairly recent. And by the way, that study uh, can be found in PubMed.gov. Uh, if, if you type, uh, you know, uh, essential oils and skin cancer, you'll see a ton of stuff there. So frankincense, uh, and, and uh, this, this is a, a fairly uh, good, uh, well-done study. So frankincense has shown that it does have an effect uh, on preventing a skin cancer and reducing the progress of a cancer by inducing a process called apoptosis, which is a destruction of cancer cells. Uh, now, on the study, they found out that it works very well when it's mixed with other oils. So uh, one example, frankincense mixed with balls of fur, okay, a very, very effective uh, applied to the skin. Uh, recommended every three days or so applied to the skin. Uh, the, uh, another one was frankincense with lavender. And, of course, we know all the health benefits of lavender essential oil. Well, here's one on skin cancer, folks. Frankincense with lavender, again, I recommended applied to the area every three days. And here's one with frankincense and cloves, uh, which, uh, uh, you know, this makes the skin burn, the, the clove uh, does. So you, you should keep uh, this step for cancer on the face or, or at least be extremely careful when you apply cloves, essential oil on your face because it does burn the skin. And, of course, as always, avoid uh, eye contact and avoid touching your eyes when you uh, apply this oil. Uh, you can actually use a small cotton ball and apply this oil so you don't get it on your hand. You can put gloves on if you want. Uh, and then frankincense, and this was very impressive, with sandalwood. Now, sandalwood is one of those oils that is on the more expensive side because it's, uh, it's very, very difficult to obtain. But uh, the frankincense with sandalwood absolutely repeat the cycle as needed every three days, uh, applying to the areas of concern. So, folks, we have something here that, that's an alternative that, is, that now has become pretty much mainstream, and that pretty much that's what happened to me that essential oils are fast becoming something that's mainstream. You know, 30, 40 years ago, perhaps, uh, essential oils were in the fringe. 
they were something that you heard somebody that used to have an aunt that used it in California, whatever, you know, magic, voodoo, blah, blah, blah. No longer so. No longer so. Essential oils have now become pretty much mainstream because of the, the clinical trials that have been conducted and the ones that are still conducted. Again, I just mentioned a study that was published back in, back in June last month. Uh, and it's, uh, it's uh, published on PubMed.gov. So uh, that is something that's really, really exciting. Now the question is, which essential oils? And, and you know, we mentioned the Ameo division of essential oils. And folks, here's the reason why. I just, I just gave you the, the what was published in the last few weeks about one of the, the biggest oil company, essential oil company in the world, uh, being investigated by the FTC and the FDA for not being pure. Uh, our Ameo division of essential oils are the only clinical grade essential oils in the market, period, end of story. Uh, and, and we have published material that proves all that. I won't go into it on the show because there's no time to, but we have uh, uh, published material that proves that. On top of that, on top of that, we have a vetting process called CERC-5. And those are five steps, and I think we covered those in, preview in the last few weeks on previous shows. Suffice it to say that it's a process that really takes every single step of that oil, you know, where it came from, who the vendors are, when was the, the when were the, the materials uh, uh, harvested, how were they harvested, uh, were they organic, uh, organically harvested, when were they picked, and so on and so on and so on. It's not just buying lavender from the cheapest vendor somewhere. Uh, no, it's, it's getting the, the top, top possible uh, materials and raw material at the peak of season when they should be and so on and so forth. So we have a, a very explicit five bedding process for the soils. And by the way, every bottle of the male essential oil on the bottom has a number that you can actually even put on the website, and it gives you everything you want to know about that oil. It gives you the history. Uh, so, so it's a totally vetting process. Amel has their own plant, their own scientists, so it's not made by some vendor somewhere in Southern California looking for the bottom uh, dollar and, and so on and so forth. Uh, so, you know, when it comes to that, something that actually works at the cell level, and I always mention that because this is a really, really important fact, something that works at the cell level, something that's going to penetrate the cell and remain in the cell and, and find out what happens with the cell device and all that stuff, you want it to be the best possible product on the market. So, you know, you can buy essential oils in the free market, you know, a lot cheaper. Do you know what you're getting in that bottle? Absolutely not. Uh, most likely, the, or I, I venture to say that in view of the popularity of essential oils, uh, it, it's a very accurate uh, statement here that I'm saying that you are going to see the market being flooded with cheap oils uh, that don't have to respond to anyone, that don't have a vetting process, that are not exactly pure, that may smell good, but they may not do the function that they're supposed to do. So just just be careful when you use an oil. Uh, check us out. Check the amount division of oils. There is nothing like it in the market. And uh, Denise, uh, that's the show today. Uh, if you have any comments, I'll pass the show back to you. Yeah, it's very very interesting, and uh, not that we're on topic right at the moment about this, but I just wanted to add this because I saw it the other day, and it quite disturbed me. I remember as a child, you know, it was very hot summers, very, very sunny, sunny, long days. And children had bonnets, what we called bonnets in, in those days. I'm half British. And, you know, they were covered. And parents made sure they had their 
lotions on and they made sure they didn't stay out too much in the sun and it was very common for you know for for children to be covered up but the other day i was at the mall and i was watching people coming in and out and so many people had their children in their strollers with not even a little hat on and it's very very hot here so i just wanted to mention that if if you're a mother or a grandmother or a a parent, you know, brother, sister, we can all share in that information with with the people that are pushing these um, strollers around in, in the sun. And children are very susceptible to the sun. That's a, that's an excellent observation, Denise. And you know, let, let me dovetail on that and say that you know it's a long term type exposure, and what happens is the UV uh, rays eventually damage your DNA. So it makes your body less resistant to fight things like cancer. So it's not like, you know, you burn real bad and you put something on and it feel better. It's, it's also a long-term effect. It comes from being exposed to UV light. And children's skin are a lot more sensitive. We know that uh, than, than adults. Uh, so, you know, it has to start early. You know, prevention is always, you know, is, is my view on things. That's what attracted me to, to alternative medicine and, and led me to, uh, you know, be a part of the holistic movement, so to speak. Uh, as, as, as you mentioned, you know, my background was totally mainstream in medicine. But, but you know, I always knew that prevention absolutely is far better than treatment. Because once you start treatment, it may be too late or it may be a lot more complicated. And we don't have as many options when it comes to treatment. So prevention is absolutely the best thing. Uh, and we have things today that are evidence-based but Franklin says, we're not talking, you know, folklore anymore. We're not talking my aunt's story anymore. No, we're talking major, serious clinical trials that are proving to be, uh, you know, an evidence uh, machine. So, uh, you know, we have a lot of evidence now that showing that it does work, that, that it definitely uh, works. So uh, it's something I strongly recommend as far as prevention of oils and skin cancer and so on. That's a great comment, Denise. Thank you for adding that. You're welcome. And thank you for your time and our audience for continuing to support us. We thank you very much. And on that note, we're going to enjoy the sun in moderation. And have a great week, everyone. (laughs) Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.